clear feel like not doing my usual self emotional passionate but I have this desire in my heart that's put in me I believe through God God did it it's my calling it's my mission God has given me this I really have a desire in my heart you know when I think if when I leave when people will testify that through me they loved Jesus more they they felt his desire to know Jesus to, to serve him more I would be in peace. I would feel like, yes, my mission is accomplished. Um, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And we have talked several times that we cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus left. He went to his Heavenly Father and but he said I will not leave you alone I will send you the Holy Spirit Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father and he said I will send you the comforter I will send you the the Holy Spirit but God is three in one is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is God Himself. It's so close to us. It is in us. Yes, you come to church, but it's not like God is only in church. As soon as you leave, that's it. But wherever you are for your daily life God is with you he's with you every second of your life we can read from gospel of John 16 7 it says I tell you the truth it is better for you that I leave because if I don't go then you would not receive the comforter this, the Holy Spirit but when she when it comes he will lead you into all the truth and it doesn't say he will push he will force you but he will guide you gently and uh, he will not speak from himself but from everything that he hears and will tell everything that is to come. And here it says that the Holy Spirit is talking. He has a voice and he's talking to us and we as a spiritual people, we can hear, we are able. And it says... 
that he will glorify me because it is Jesus is saying he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So the Holy Spirit will take from what is already said and written in the Bible. It will only talk God's words it, because it says the Holy Spirit will take from me, from the Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit will always remain in the Word of God, in the principles, and will never speak otherwise, will never um, object to the Word of God, will never talk against God, against the whole, against the Word of God, and will never try to destroy the authority of God. You know, sometimes we can read the Bible, we can just read to put a tick that we've, we've done it. It's like you can make it into a chore, but just because you're reading, it doesn't mean that it's your guide, it's your authority, and you really obey. And because as you read the Bible, you go to live your daily life, and you face some kind of choices, and then that will actually reveal whether or not you're a, you are trusting in God, you obey Him, you truly care to follow, and it's, you will always try to adjust and synchronize your actions, your choices to the Word of God and what He's teaching. In the verse 15 it says, All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me and He will make known to you. And many times I hear this question, people ask me, how to know if it's God speaking to me and it's not my own thoughts or or the devil, for example. If people are asking, Vilma, if you always recognize the Word of God and you never make mistakes, and the answer is yes, sometimes I make mistake in um, distinguishing the voice of God. And the Bible is saying that we're learning, we're um, like disciples, we're followers. So we are learning and we're in the process in order to learn how to follow someone, you actually have to walk and follow and do. In order for the toddler to learn to walk, uh, they, they actually have to stand, try, and walk. And how many times, you know, if you have uh, children, 
you know, when they stand up and you know these emotions, it's you're, you're just feeling so emotional, so excited. But at the same time, you're trying to adjust your your home so it is safe environment for the child. You're just looking for these sharp edges and corners of furniture, just trying to child protect everything. So I imagine it's similar way with Heavenly Father when He's cheering for us. When you're we're newly born spiritual children and he begins his work when we're still babies we're learning to walk we fall sometimes we do mistakes but God is for us and he wants he wants us to grow and learn and he's not there to condemn condemn us You know, um, I have never met a person who is just a spiritual baby just born again. And he's already perfectly in all his choices, all his uh, understanding, in perfectly doing the will of God and following. But they're like... They still have this desire to learn, to teach, to learn and grow and understand more and follow God, follow Heavenly Father. It's important to keep growing and not remain in the same points. And God will guide us into this understanding that it's His will that we're supposed to be doing, not our own will. It's important to uh, distinguish who's guiding you. In the Gospel of Matthew 7, verse 21, says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And I remember I was reading this the, these verses and thinking, wow, I want to do the same works, casting out demons, do miracles, wow. And why is Jesus responding in this way? That's strange. But, but here it is trying to show that it is possible that we do these works but at the same time, we're building our own kingdom according to our own ambitions and beliefs and not be in alignment with God's will. And in Matthew 16, 21, says from that time, 
from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the Lord, and had he must be killed, and on the third day be rise to life. Pisa took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Because Jesus sees that something is behind Peter. Peter was not speaking the word of God and he had thoughts that were inspired by the devil. We shouldn't see Satan in people, but certain thoughts and ideas can be inspired by Satan and not come from God. You are you're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. When you have this encouragement in your heart, if some kind of uh, ambitions come, ideas, thoughts, it's important mm, to ask yourself in order to know did they come from God, from you, or from somewhere else? We have to ask what is the motive behind it to do, if I do this thing, what is the motive behind? Because sometimes, okay, let's say God is encouraging, you want to pray for someone. You have a desire to pray for someone. And you can think, oh, but um, praying is good in itself. It's nothing bad with praying. But maybe you would be praying for the wrong motives. So just try to analyze your heart, your plans. And for example, someone walks, comes to you and says, you know, God showed me this woman that she's meant for me. She's the one for me. I just have this deep knowledge in my heart. God revealed to me. And the only issue is that she's married. But you know, God will never ever act against his principles, his words. He would not want that family, the marriage, to be destroyed. 
No, it's not God's will to destroy marriages. So why would it always the the motive is wrong that you want that person for yourself and you don't care about God's will. And you know, it's easy sometimes to take God's word out of context. We just take one verse. And we just apply it, whatever, if it suits us. We just make it, we just make the word of God suit our desires, ambitions. And so many strange theologies, um, explanations of the word of God arise from this practice when we just pick. Little by little, from the Word of God, we pick one verse, we pick another one that suits us. It's comfortable, convenient, and we just ignore the rest, you know. And just giving you examples, let's say someone is thinking, should I work in the wine factory uh, tasting wine let's say <laughs> all day long tasting wine or what whatever it is but whatever the thoughts the ambitions the plans come to your mind if the motive behind it is about you then It is the wrong motive, and it is actually a warning sign that maybe it's not coming from God. It's not will of God. If you want to lift up yourself, to just have the glory for yourself, and the motive is you, yourself, it It was never Jesus' motive. He was just serving others. He wanted to all the glory and praise go to God, His Heavenly Father. And remember, um, in my practice, I had met Christians with this mentality that, you know, I have to pray, I have to offer, give offerings, I have to do practices in order to be liked by God so in return he gives me what I want but God can just turn to us and say no God is not manipulated he cannot be manipulated you cannot use him um, you cannot use God basically and maybe We as humans learn to manipulate each other in order to gain what we want. But for some reason we think that such things will work on God. This thinking that if I do um, whatever God wants, then in order, in return He will bless me with all the stuff I want. And yes, you can even believe to hear God's voice 
but it is not God's voice. And there are spirits that imitate the Holy Spirit that can talk nice, pleasant things that you want to hear, but it can be not God's voice. But, and you can follow that voice and maybe you will do great works, you will achieve, you will have businesses, ministries, but in the paradoxically, these things not necessarily will serve God and his kingdom. And you can be far away from God, where your heart will be. The important thing is where your heart will be. What's the position of your heart? Maybe you will do great works, great ministries, but your heart will start to shift away from God. It will become distant. It will become hardened. And just like Roberta was uh, sharing today, that she felt the change in her heart, that she became more aware of others, aware and sensitive towards the needs, the suffering, the pain of other people, to be there for them, to comfort them, to support one another, and to bow down to God, to His will. These imitating voices of the Holy Spirit will work very uh, subtly. Uh, they can put pleasant things that you want to hear. They give a little bit of truth, but then they incorporate a lie and wraps it nicely that you accept it. And you will start to see God in a twisted way and the right motive of our hearts should be that I love God, I trust in Him and I want to serve Him. I want others to know God. I want others to come to God and I want to help them. That's the real true motive. And it's about God. It's about giving glory to Him, all the praise and glory to His name, and not to ourselves, not to glorify ourselves. And it just happened in the first story of humanity, Adam and Eve, when they already started questioning the authority of God, the authority of His words, because the enemy said the opposite. He introduced lies, but it was introduced in a very tempting and beautiful way. Basically, the enemy drew this fake image, fake idea that it was planted in their minds like a strong desire to make their own choices, make their own decisions, and be like gods. And I remember myself in the beginning, 
I was uh, this in the when I came to Jesus. I thought I will serve everywhere. I will do everything. Serve the tea. I will do it. Open my my door of my house. Come, everyone. I'm always open. I'm always available to everyone. Whatever someone is needed, I will do it. And people would say, "Wow, Vilma, you're just super, supernatural." And I really love these praises. I really fed. I was feeding on them. On this feeling of reward. And I was um, kind of uh, taking all kinds of uh, criti criticism very uh, strongly. If someone would come and say some kind of suggestions for the church or ministries, I would think, how dare they uh, tell me what to do? But after a few years of such uh, ministering, I had to be taken away with, by ambulance because, and what is happening? Um, so God is really trying to tell you, Vilma, is this a wise way? Is this how I want uh, my church to run? And God clearly told me that, Vilma, you're striving, you're doing everything in order to be loved, in order to be accepted by others. And people would even call me God. And they loved me, and they really admired me. I was really working hard, but I was working hard to earn love and acceptance and be a favorite be a favorite leader so nobody would reject nobody would leave and you know that for such ministry there might be no rewards complete zero imagine you come you work so hard you were sweating, you were running everywhere, and you come to God and it's you see big zero, no crown, no reward. And, and I remember that moment when God revealed my motives and I, oh, it was such a mercy from God that he showed me sooner than later. Um, that he corrected my direction, my ways. He had so much love and mercy to show, reveal me where I was wrong. So again, I want to show you that just because you're doing good things, um, that it doesn't mean that you're doing God's will because it's important, again, I will mention the motive of your hearts and everything you do, what's behind, what's the motive. So
so we can do things in order to be loved, accepted, um, or just because we are afraid to say no. You know, um, you're always, uh, you just don't want to say no because you are afraid of what others will think about you. Or you just want to do um, something in order to show how great you are, what kind of faithful Christian you are, how much you love God. I must serve and because people will judge me if I don't. People will think that I'm a bad Christian if I'm not, let's say, doing something for church. The privilege is that you, when you follow the will of God, um, you will feel at peace because you will not chase uh, acceptance from others. You will not chase praises from people. Mm, you will only be happy and joyful if you can serve the Lord and serve others. For example, even if it's not uh, a visible ministry, let's say God encourages you to pray for someone and you can feel at peace knowing that you did and It, it's not necessary for you to receive applause from from others. Again, good things from that appear good, not always have good motives, and not always can lead to life. Yeah. So, what other motives we have? You understand my idea. Um, there are many others, many other different wrong motives. You do something out of fear, for example, because if you don't, then something bad might happen. You have this fear, this anxiety that everything is in your hands, in your control. And if you, you don't do stuff, you're in danger or someone your loved ones are in danger you know if you have children for example um i remember when my, my children when they became teenagers the first one got into sports and they were really very busy and occupied And I remember the first time when both of them went out, they went with phones. And I remember I said to them, come back at a certain hour, and they didn't come back on time. And I already uh, keep checking the clock and see, oh, they're not home. I must call them. I must. I had this big urge to start chasing them, calling them. And I remember uh, they were maybe not answering sometimes, but I would 
I would have this urge, but then God would say, Vilma, why do you want to call them now? Why do you have this urge? And it's because I was afraid. I was, I was not trusting. I was not trusting them. And I had fear that I must protect them and must always care. And mm. But God was um, teaching me to guide, to be guided by Him. I always had this um, fight <laughs> with myself to not call my children every second and keep checking where they are. Because if I would press them, they would probably want to keep their distance more and more. I can push them away with this behavior. But God was quietly speaking to me and guiding me through these challenges. That Vilma, you have to trust me. They're safe. I know they're safe. And you have to let them be. When we do something, try to recognize um, all these motives, the wrong motives that can be in the way. And for example, how to recognize that something is really uh, from God, God inspired, is when all these uh, ob objections come or um, for example, you face uh, struggles, difficulties. It's like the devil is trying to stop you from doing something. It's not easy. It's not an easy way. It's that narrow way that we have to take. And um, there was a movie called Jesus Revolution uh, about this movement in hippie community. And there was this character, and at one point, he was really successful in his um, ministry, and then it showed his fall. And I was thinking, what was his uh, mistake? What was his stumbling block? It's like... This mindset, I realize, is the mindset that everything was happening because of how great you are, because of your amazing personality, because of your um, your strengths, your talents, and you take glory to yourself and forget to know that everything you're able to do is because of God, is God's strength and power, because God has enabled you. So again, to summarize, um, whenever you make a choice, ask, what's the motive behind it? Why would I do it? And I can trust in God and make these steps that would um, maybe would not be easy. They would not feel easy. But it is uh, 
crucifying your own flesh, your own desires, but you follow God. I'm, I'm afraid to walk on stage, but I will do it. I will. I'm afraid, let's say, to fly, take flights, but I will do it. Because if God is encouraging you to do, and you just obey and do and follow, because in only in this way, you will be set free from these anxieties and fears. When you face the obstacles, when you look them in the face and you say, I'm doing this because God is with me. God is encouraging me. He will give me strength to go through this. It is We have to train our flesh, our bodies to obey. And it is possible to live by spirit, to walk by spirit. If you have this passion, desire to follow God, you want to learn, you want to, you are open to be taught and guided. God will help you. I pray for everyone that we are able to distinguish your voice from any other voices in this world, that we are sensitive to hear, that we train our inner ears hearing to recognize you when you are talking, when you're encouraging us, when you're guiding us. I pray that we obey, that we trust in you, God. I thank you for the mercy that you give us to humble down before you. I pray that we are soft, soft in heart to be molded by you, God that we're willing to walk the narrow path to give up our wrong motives, wrong desires and ambitions that come from us. Our own beliefs, understandings, even though we have, we believe that they're good, but maybe they're not from you, God. So I pray that we are able to see what is from you, what is your will, God, that you show us your will for our lives. Where do you want us to be? Where do you want us to serve? That we do everything for you, God, and for your glory, out of love, out of gratefulness, that we are trusting that you're not there to take anything away, but you desire us to be with you eternally, to be in your heavenly glorious kingdom. And 
you want to mold our hearts to change them so they're more like you i pray that you lead us the path to eternal life the path that's sometimes not easy but it's for our own good for our own benefit that we remain in the path of life eternal life I, I thank you God for your patience that you're so patient with us you have so much love for us that we live we act we do things for your glory and when the last day comes of our lives on this earth that we can tell honestly from our hearts that I lived for you God I truly lived I truly lived I had life that you gave and it is only because I let you live through me Jesus I let you live through me